non-responses as yeah, acceptance. Good. Sorry, okay, I was well, drinking water. We're in the recording now, so everybody Sick. knows you drink water. Well, cool. Awesome. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Skates and Threads podcast. This is your host, Chris Patton. Along with me, I have Dakota the Shock. Dakota, hello. say hello to the good people. Hello, everybody. I am... Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, finish your uh, intros, because I got a question. I got to pause it to Keegan after this. Oh, <laughs> okay. And my other co-host, Keegan. Keegan, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing great, sir. Well, I was doing great until like, I found out I'm going to be put on the spot real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's not so much I'm putting you on the spot. It's just I've I've done some thinking, and I've come up with a theory, and you might not like it, because I don't believe Tom Brady is an actual real person. I believe he was created in a lab by NFL scientists to be like the the poster boy for the entire league. He's infallible. He's too perfect, literally. No other man can wear Uggs like he can and just get away with it. <laughs> I don't believe he's real. What are your thoughts? Uh, you know what? Uh, I have to disagree with you. Um, I think when your wife is a supermodel, you don't care what anyone else thinks about you. Because you're like, yeah, well, look who I get to go home to every night. <laughs> it's like yeah i wear women's shoes and what <laughs> I, I don't like i'm gonna go real. home and kiss my wife and then i'm gonna make out with my son <laughs> kiss my son right on the lips in front of everybody i'm gonna go home i'm gonna put on his shoes and i'm gonna give a big kiss <laughs> <laughs> yes that is i i do not believe Tom is actually a real person i thought we were gonna get like a legitimate question to open up the show oh no you should you should absolutely bet on it's going to be a shenanigan question this escapes the throats i don't know why you're expecting that oh yeah that's true like i I saw that hulu commercial and it's just like no 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 there's no way this guy's real (laughs) well you guys have seen the episode of south park right where they're trying to get his fecal so that they can yes make themselves more like tom brady yeah yes (laughs) All right. Had to when they try to break into his house to uh, get a sample from him. Yeah. And it work out so well. Does uh does anyone have anything that they want to talk about that's not on the show notes? I do, but at the same time, like I've done some digging into this. Apparently, uh, the Arizona Coyotes are under investigation by the NFL uh, for recruiting players before the combine, like fitness testing them and stuff. And uh, there's not a whole lot on this story. Like, I've been getting periodic updates from The Athletic, which, by the way, if you're not subscribed to The Athletic, it is well worth the price. It is a phenomenal service. I use it all the time. No, I'm not getting any money for that ad, but I felt the need to do so anyway. No, not yet. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, There's just been a couple articles here and there on it, and I'm like... It's, I guess, a very much ongoing process, but apparently multiple uh, QMJHL and uh, I think, uh, what's the OHL? OHL teams have uh, reached out to the NHL saying, hey, these guys are contacting us before the combine, which I guess is a very big no-no since uh, they're found guilty. That's up to $250,000 per incident. So if you've got multiple teams coming out with it, that's, uh, that's going to be a bit of a hefty fine. The Coyotes tested 20-some-odd people. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's, that's money right there. Yeah, that's a mid-level player. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, it, it's one of those things. What if they get caught? I'm sure they're not the only team that was has done this. Oh, yeah, I'm sure um, there's others. 
obviously they piss somebody off is what it sounds like <laughs> it's, because I'm sure that this happens all the time. I, I, you know, it's, it's a weird situation. The fines are fine. I think that, you know, the devil's got a draft pick taken away from, let's say in quotations, circumventing the cap uh, when they signed the Kolvichuk deal. I, that shit. I, I would be more. I'd be. I would be more worried about. Well, I mean, you can say they did that shit, but the, there's very similar contracts with Jonathan Quick and other people around the league at the same time. It's just the Devils are the ones that they kind of threw the gauntlet down on. Okay, um, you do it right. That's the problem. Yeah. You got caught. <laughs> yeah. It's only illegal if you get caught. Which is more of what I'm getting to. I think the fines, you know, not so, but probably not as much of a big deal as opposed to like if they, you know, if you really want to make an impact and keep people from doing this, you strip draft picks, right? I would say so. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that absolutely. Yeah, because um, I mean, I guess the only thing about stripping draft picks though is you kind of, if you're looking for league parity and you start pulling a, like first round picks from teams, um, that you know obviously they're not it's going to be harder for them to rebuild going forward. Yeah. So maybe, uh, maybe don't get caught Detroit if you're doing it too. Just uh, keep it on the low. <laughs> we know you need to rebuild. <laughs> Detro- Detroit's currently not doing anything illegal. They're like, <laughs> they're like, man, all we have to do is get lucky. <laughs> Shanahan's somewhere right now, like talking to a psychic and <laughs> Cat, he's picking four leaf clovers. Detroit's just sitting there and they're like, damn, if we weren't in last, we could get away with so much because they wouldn't be looking at us. But we're in Uh, dead last, which means nobody's looking at us. So (laughs) fuck it, let's not even play hockey. (laughs) Um, There's there's one other thing I I do want to bring up, and it's more of a congratulations, uh, Dakota. I'm sure you've already seen this, but Gritty, the NHL Flyers mascot, is no longer under investigation by the police department <laughs> into the assault of a minor. <laughs> Gritty Gate was nothing. It was just they have officially cleared him. <laughs> he has he has been cleared, and now that fan has to worry about other people in Philly punching his kid. Which yeah, is... <laughs> or the fact that he gave up season tickets for literally no reason. So okay, someone more deserving will get them. Uh, I don't know if I saw it in the notes. There is one other thing. Uh, I don't know if we added it or if I, if you guys got it in time, but uh, my boy Claude, the butt toucher Giroux, got his 800th career point and his 250th goal all in one night. So uh, I did see that Captain Butts. Uh, Butts <laughs> did a did a did a great job, man. 800 points. That's something to to celebrate for sure. We have a couple of milestones and I guess, you know, as some of them, I think I have in the notes, but uh, right off the bat, let's talk about one of my favorite people in the league um, has a sick beard, similar to mine. This is a little better, uh, uh, but yeah, I would hold on now. <laughs> this is a little better, but uh, Mr. Jumbo Joe gets 1,500 points. Um, you know, he's, we've talked about him on the show plenty of times. It's this is just such a mark that you, you don't really see happen that often, so it's one to definitely be celebrated. Um, I think he's only the twelfth person in league history to do it. He's forty years old. He came in kind of with that same draft class that we talked about with Chara, um, who was also on the milestone list this week. He played his I want to say it was his one thousandth game. That sounds just, right. No, just, that doesn't sound right. I mean, he's fuck. He's been playing since ninety six. 
what? Maybe it was. Yeah, a thousand five hundred NHL games. Oh, okay, so, <laughs> it's like a thousand more. So they celebrated that in front of uh, his home crowd. Um, big deal, man. There's like, you know, if you look around the league and you see who's there, there's very few that <laughs> that have lasted this test of time. Um, as Charlie said, he came in in '96. Yeah, um, definitely one of the older players in the league, and is still such a pivotal, huge part of that defense for the Bruins. Well, yeah, because um, he's like fucking nine feet tall. <laughs> so definitely, congratulations to both those guys. Do um, you guys have any thoughts on on Mr. Jumbo Joe and uh, obviously Chara? I mean, I've know. said, oh, okay. yeah. You you want to Rochambeau for it? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. I was going to say, I mean, we've, again, we've talked about him a bunch on this show. I mean, legendary player. Glad to see him get it. Glad to see someone with such a fucking great beard just go out there and dominate. Um, You know, odds are future Hall of Famer. I I cannot see any reason why there would be any shadow of a doubt of that. Um, So it's really just, um, and like I said, with you know this coming to the back half of the season now, uh, raises a lot of questions. Is this going to be it? And I would, I mean, Sharks are not really in a good spot, like in standings wise. And granted, it is the Pacific, so literally anybody can fucking win it. Uh, if they don't make it, though, I, I see him, I see him calling it after this season, and you know, with good reason. This is a good way to go out on. You know, fifteen hundred is great. Yeah. Unless that was Chara. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm mixing yeah. them up. Chara will too, I'm sure, because they're both they're both up there. What you know, what I would put out there is with Jumbo Joe, like you said, I think you know they're probably not going to make the playoffs this year, and they're a team that's going to be retooling, or they've tried to retool for so long that it seems like you know it's it's a lot like what's happening with the Red Wings, where they're going to have to fully blow that thing up probably rebuild at this point um obviously hurdle being out hurt uh is not great for that team either um he's kind of really the only young all-star they have outside of maybe you know goaltending but uh yeah i could definitely see him possibly hanging up the skates keegan what are your thoughts man you know it's been a slow year for uh mr jumbo joe there it really has and uh you know as he's getting up there with San Jose being San Jose, you know, you're right. They really are going to have to start doing some sort of rebuild, you know, getting in younger talent and whatnot. You can't rely on your old guys forever. And, I mean, to get 1,500, I tell you, if I was in this position, 40 years old, 1,500 points, if the Sharks weren't going anywhere this year, it'd be like, all right, well, that was fun. You know, he can, he's, he's going to get he, – he is one of the best. I mean – it, it, it sucks to have a bad year as your last year, but, you know, he got he hit 1,500. So, I, I mean, hey, at least something good came out of it. I want to see him come back as a coach. Can you imagine? And if he kept the beard, too, just guy in a nice business suit <laughs> over there with just a giant, long-ass beard. I mean, you know, I think he's... He's obviously on a low pace. I think it's his lowest scoring pace that he's ever had this season. Um but what I would, you know, put along with that is it's kind of indicative of that team in general because they they just haven't been that good. So, um, any any thoughts on Chara, Keegan? Uh, fuck Chara. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Excellent. All right. Well, there no, we go. No, no, honestly, honestly. I mean, you know, Char Charles is the same boat, except he's on a, you know, he's he's got a good team to stand behind. Um, it, good on him, absolutely. Great player. Hate the team he's on. Um, you know, wish he was on mine. But, you know, I, I, I can't say nothing bad about him. I mean, especially now that he's on my Be A Pro team, I really love the guy. <laughs> I have a... Um... A couple more, a couple more milestones. Um, Crazy, he's uh, at a thousand NHL games. They celebrated that. Um, obviously, spent the beginning of his career with the Devils, and then moved out to Minnesota Wild, my girlfriend team, mostly because of this player. So uh, it it was uh, it was just really, really great to see that moment and, and how the fans reacted to it. Obviously, he is the He's uh he's got 779 points over his career and you know it's it it's he's not it's not like he's been able to really get back to that level that he was at when he got traded from the Devils in my opinion but Minnesota's kind of this middle of the road team that makes the playoffs and then doesn't really have any kind of splash um, they've made some very suspect deals that trade uh, trading away Stone for instance to Las Vegas for the return that they got. Not necessarily one of the best moves in history, but uh, yeah. Any thoughts on Zach Crazy from you guys? I thought Stone came from Ottawa. Well, I might be wrong. Um, no, either way, great player, well deserving of it. Um, yeah, I Minnesota is not really a team that I follow a whole lot, but uh, you know, I played a couple times. I played a couple games against them in NHL 20 and. <laughs> He's a player. I can say that. Um, you know, I, I personally, I, I like the guy. Uh, you know, he came in. And it, it was pretty quiet when he first came in. You know, there wasn't much around him. And then stuff started to sort of build. And that was awesome. And now that he's on the wild, like, I do got a little bit of love for the wild. Mostly because, you know, you got you got Zuki over there. You know, so that's kind of like the only reason I'm actually watching the wild was because Zuki got traded over there. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to, to hit a thousand games. That's, that's impressive. That shows that, you know, you've got the heart, you've got the commitment and you do have the talent to stick around. So I give big props to him. Absolutely. Great job. Yeah. I was off on that Mark Stone, uh, trade that was from Ottawa. So apologies for that. Oh, that's, that's why, uh, that's why I have you guys <laughs> fall back on for when I flub this one. Uh, this one may be a little bittersweet, and it's probably going to go back and forth, honestly, for quite a while. So uh, this will probably be the only time we talk about it until one of these guys retires. Um, but Flurry passed Lundqvist for fifth on the NHL win list, um, which means he's done a lot of winning over the past two years. Uh, you guys, any thoughts on this? And do you think he stays there? I'm assuming they're going to have a lot of back and forth uh, with Lundqvist being at 459, still playing, and <laughs> Flurry being at 460 here. He's uh he's only 24 goal uh, wins away like behind Belfour, but like like we talked about last week, um probably the one that I I don't really see anyone catching is Martin Brodeur at 691. Um the next closest to him is Wah at 551. But uh, any thoughts on uh obviously moving into the top five of most games one of all time for Fleury? I mean, you know, I love the guy. He is uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are my second favorite NHL team. Um, 
absolutely well-deserving player. I'd love to see him keep playing um, because he just seems to be a player that just gets better with time, I would say. Uh, He's certainly more appreciated there. Uh, I'm I'm not so much. I can't really speak on what Lundqvist is going to do. I I mean, obviously, we all know Henrik Lundqvist. uh, He's been there for a long time. So I'll toss it over to you, Keegan, to give your Lundqvist uh, comparison. You know, Lundqvist, he's had one team the entire time. It, He's got all his wins with that. Andre Fleury had the Pittsburgh Penguins at a time when the Pittsburgh Penguins were great. Um, and now coming to Vegas, Vegas is still doing great. It, It's, it's amazing to see these two guys, and they are going to keep going at it. If Lundqvist keeps getting those reps in, you know, the Rangers, they're still sitting with three. You know, they still got Georgiev that they're they're throwing in there. They still are bringing up Shesty, and they're kind of they're kind of swapping them through. Lundqvist is still getting those reps, so this this is probably going to be a long fight. It's all going to be dependent on who retires first, because I I honestly can see these guys battling for position and you know waiting for the next guy to retire, and then they'll be like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, I I definitely could see that. Um, the weird thing about the Lundqvist situation is they're only going to be able to protect one goaltender next year and they still like like you said they they have plenty of goaltending in new york still feel like one of those guys ends up getting moved but if not i mean how pissed do you think the fans would be if they protect like georgiev as opposed to lundquist in this expansion next year that would there would be burning jerseys um absolutely and not not for the fact that it's you know lundy leaving it's for the fact that new york totally screwed over a goalie that has basically been there for that team through thick and thin, you know, never complained once. Some fans still get mad. They look back at the tapes and they see they see Lundqvist, you know, skating off the ice by himself without a call from the coach. But you know, they don't realize that that's that's not a U.S. hockey thing. That's a that's a worldwide hockey thing. After three goals let in, that goalie's going to be like, all right, I don't want to disrespect the team anymore. They're going to walk off. People still get mad about that to this day, which I don't understand. Um, I, I really, I, I'd be one of those fans. I, I, I'd, I'd go pick up a Mark Andre Fleury jersey immediately. Uh, you, you can't get rid of Lundy and Georgiev. While he is good, you can get good money for him. I don't, I don't see him as a Ranger. I really don't. Shesty, the young talent, he is gonna, he should be the next face of the Rangers goaltending. Yeah, I mean, it, by. You know, it's it's definitely a good situation to be in to have too much goaltending as opposed to what's going on in Toronto right now. Um, <laughs> and it's something that I've been fearful of for that team, which is uh, Anderson gets hurt. He's out two games. They're in the middle of a battle just to try to stay in the playoffs. Um, and they did end up making a trade to get some backup goaltending over this week. And let me pull those up. Uh, Jack Campbell was acquired uh, when they uh, in, in a trade with forward Kyle Clifford from the Los Angeles Kings on Wednesday. He made 26 saves uh, to win in his Maple Leafs debut. So a good good opening for him. I know that they've I know that he was out in I want to say you know out in L.A. So he's been backing up, but he would have been backing up quick most of this time. I haven't watched him a lot, so I don't have I don't have any like hot 
tips or if this was a great trade or not. Obviously, you know, Kyle Clifford's a good pickup. If you end up making the playoffs, he's that veteran presence. Do you guys have any thoughts on this trade and kind of the goaltending situation in general out in Toronto? Well, you can't rely on one guy. I'm looking up uh, Mr. Jack Campbell right here. Like, like I don't really know too much about him. Um, but yeah, goaltending has definitely been an issue. Uh, that was that needed to be addressed even before they fired Babcock. Uh, and you know this is kind of a worst fear realized situation. Like, oh, your one goaltender's down now, so you have to scramble to get together. And uh, good for him for winning his debut. That is a uh, it's a thing because where they're sitting, it's it's a battle zone. So if they want to remain a playoff contender, they need to keep up the pressure. See, I'm gonna kind of erase my bitter hatred of the Toronto Maple Leafs because most of it was just I hated Babcock. So whatever team Babcock was coaching, be it the Red Wings or the Maple Leafs, I wasn't a fan just because I didn't like the guy. Um, Sheldon <laughs> Keefe, though, Sheldon Keefe seems like he'd be a good fit there. Uh, players seem to gel a bit better. Uh, it just it looks better, and I, I hope it stays for them. So I... uh. I got to tell you, um, just pulling up his stats, because he's not a player that I really follow. But looking at him, the guy is definitely a career AHLer. He, yeah, I, I don't think he has the quality that the NHL would really require. And, I mean, looking at his stats, he's good in the AHL. You know, he's, he's pretty good. But when he, when he comes up, <laughs> it's... Uh, it's not looking very pretty. I, I really hope it works out for Toronto. You know, I hope they can use them. I mean, two games, 2.83 goals allowed. That's, it's not pretty, you know, but let's let's hope he can drop it as opposed to uh, his last year in the AHL, which was uh, 2008 or 2018, 2019, where he played two games and had a 4.38. So, I mean, <laughs> at least he's off to a better start in Toronto. Yeah, and and Toronto is really limited with what they could do based on their you know their current cap situation. I know that there was a lot of talk as that being the landing spot for Georgiev, but uh, one you would they would end up having to ship someone back, um, and and really the only player I think they could maybe move from would be Kapanen, but I I just don't see them making that move. So they're going to just be stuck with whatever they have in goaltending. Hopefully Anderson gets healthy. They're going to need that guy pretty much to carry them. Um, in the playoffs, so you, you, you can't really run the risk of him being injured long term. But the the bad situation, like I said, is that they're kind of in the middle of just battling to make the playoffs at the moment. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I will say that Jake Muzzin, uh, he told TSN that he's trained with Campbell uh, in the summer, the last two years in LA, and just his preparation coming to the ring throughout the summers and throughout practice, battling on every puck, extra work early on the ice, all that kind of good stuff. Um, he called him the strongest. One of the hardest working guys he's ever seen in hockey. So uh, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. I mean, it's got to be better than what they had before because they had some pretty bad <laughs> backup situations. Um, and right now, you know, even if he does end up, like you said, going back to the AHL once Anderson gets healthy, I, they had to make a move. The other, the other pickup there is Kyle Clifford, who, like I said, I think he's just added veteran presence for if they make the playoffs. Uh, I will say uh, Toronto, 500000 for, you know, the rest of the year. You just buy my mask and I will play. 
<laughs> you think you're better than Campbell? I mean, I'm not going to say I am. However, I'm willing to make the try. Because <laughs> Muzzin's saying he's the hardest working guy in hockey. I don't know if uh, <laughs> if you would be considered the hardest working guy in hockey, Keegan. Uh, listen, sir, I am the hardest working guy <laughs> in my basement. So I think I got a chance. Are you also the only guy in your basement? <laughs> that does not matter. <laughs> the action figures count. They see it. They see it all. I have a stuffed animal over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's for when he needs to take a nap from all that hard work. <laughs> I have lay on a nap. bed of <laughs> double cheeseburger wrappers. <laughs> Are we talking about Brodeur or you? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Kessel's going to be over at your house any time now that he knows there's cheeseburgers. He just knocks on the door and be like, I heard you got the stuff. <laughs> hey, man, I heard you got that good good. <laughs> All right. So um, Alex Ovechkin, uh, close what he was going to hit 700. Yeah, but and my then... fucking fire stopped that shit right quick. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately for Washington, the devil's pissed all in. Uh, the Flyers Cheerios and they just went nuts all over Washington. So yeah, that's uh, like, <laughs> like and they go away for five seconds when you're playing a video game. And then you see they scored like three points and then they just go and fucking crush you. The next team. Yeah. yeah they, so uh, they showed I was playing, no mercy. I was just playing guitar at my desk and I and my phone just kept going. Bzz, bzz, bzz. I looked down and seven fucking goals. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, someone was playing play now on like rookie mode. <laughs> Just fucking dominated. Um, so, which is I a mean, good bounce back for your Flyers because they had a they had a very rough outing uh, earlier in the week against the Devils. The Devils went five zero, and the one takeaway I would say from that is Mackenzie Blackwood had forty two saves, pitched a shot. Yeah, dude, that was nuts. Yeah, it was um, nuts. And then he did it again last night. So <laughs> two shutouts in a row. Good time to be a Blackwood slash Devils fan. Um, I'm going to need them not to win too much. <laughs> I kind of I need them to have higher percentage chance in that draft lotto. Uh, well, they don't got Taylor Hall there anymore, down. so I mean. Yeah, so, and, and then also, you know, with the, with the trade deadline coming up, I'm sure the players will be moved out. But it has been great to watch McKenzie Blackwood play. If he just had a little more defense in front of him, I think that you could, he'd easily be considered one of the best goalies in the league. Um, that's kind of personal bias, but... uh. Obviously, we'll be talking about Mr. Ovechkin very soon. He's sitting at, what, 698? Yeah. So that'll be coming up soon. Keegan, you have any thoughts about this weird Flyers week? <laughs> uh, you know, all I really have to say on that is, you know, I got big props to uh, Mr. Sansonov going in there and getting a 1,000% fucking on the save right there. <laughs> one shot, one save. You know, good on him. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, pad the stats, bud. Just pad yeah. the stats. <laughs> you know what? What? Uh, oh my God, the Flyers, man. Where? Where do they come from? You know, with a with a seven two game on the Capitals, that was not something I expected. I mean, thank God you, had, you know, got TJ Oshie over there. Freaking, I guess somebody remembered how to pick up a controller and took control of him because that was yikes. Well, let me expound on that. Um, I think. Uh, this week, uh, Nolan Patrick, who if you don't you don't follow the Flyers, he's a 
a really great player who's been sidelined the entire season with a migraine issue, uh, which is fucking terrible to have to be dealing with, on top of also having to deal with the fact that Oscar Lindblom's not there. Um, this is a team that's going to start rallying. Uh, this It always happens at this time of the year. It happened this time last year. They really started to pick up. Um, and the thing is, they're not that like they're sitting in a playoff spot right now. So I feel like if it they just keep pushing and pushing and Giroux keeps doing what Giroux does and leading that team, because I think he's been a fantastic captain this entire time. Um, I think you're going to it's a, it's a real good shot. I uh, when uh, when I found out that it was going to be Elaine Vin, uh, Vignolt, which I finally learned how to pronounce his name, uh, I was excited because I knew the guy could get stuff done. And he seems to have done a wonderful job in rallying everyone together, really getting the lines worked out. Because um, I got to tell you, all all three of the lines have chemistry, so it's uh, it's wonderful to see game after game. And yeah, you're gonna have a hiccup game. I'm gonna I'm gonna call the Jersey Devil one the hiccup game because it's not gonna happen every single time we meet the Flyers that you blow them out five nothing. It was just a fluke game that you guys happen to play really fucking well. So it would, it would be a great, great fucking year in my life. If the devils just blew out the flyers, every game five. Oh, yeah. that would just be incredible. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they looked terrible against the devils. They were I, one McKenzie Blackwood wasn't letting anything in whatsoever. And that always hurts, but they just 46 some, dude. Yeah. yeah and they, they just made some really bad fucking passes. Um, like sending Miles Wood on like he had like four break breakaway opportunities and brought home two of them. Yeah. Um, just shit like that. They looked bad. So I'm glad that they had a bounce back game. Maybe the devil's slapping them in the in the face a little bit, pissed them off, and and this becomes the rally point for sure. I could I could easily see that happening. Yeah. For sure. That that was impressive too. I mean, Blackwood taking 46 and not letting a single one through. I mean, wow. And the worst part is the Flyers, they outshot them significantly. I think we doubled what they what their shots on goal for us were. Yeah, uh, yeah. And didn't the Devils get one. had 18. That's what I was saying about Mackenzie oh. Blackwood. It's just if there was more consistency, yeah, he would be one of the best goalies in the damn league. Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, the thing about only having 18 shots, when five of them go in, it doesn't matter how many. Yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah that was a bad night for brian elliott so it happens um, i mean what do, what do you want it's it's just something that happens and i can't really blame that on brian elliott like i said there was just some very very bad passing um in, especially in the neutral zone so i'm assuming that they cleaned that up when they played washington yeah because... <laughs> they uh they appear to have done so <laughs> Yeah, and then, like I said, Blackwood kind of went back-to-back because he had another shutout pitching 37 saves against L.A. yesterday in a 3-0 win. Um, The one thing I will say about the Devils before we move, I really appreciated them killing the last three minutes of that game to make sure that there was hardly any shots on net on McKenzie Blackwood and make sure that he actually got that shutout he deserved. So I appreciate that they didn't just give up and let one blow by him on some kind of (laughs) weird... garbage time goal yeah there's gonna be that one guy strap the team to your back you better you might as well cut him some slack every now and again (laughs) no that's all righty let's see i got this pulled up here sorry here um 
Man, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. So next week we get Hockey Day in America on Sunday. Uh, looks like they're going to be some coverage of it on NBC. Um, it's going to show Pittsburgh versus Detroit and probably a big one for you, Keegan, since you hate this team. Uh, <laughs> original six rivalry, New York Rangers at Boston. Um, those are going to be your two big games. Do you guys like the idea of Hockey Day in America? And do you think if you're going to do something like this, maybe you make it kind of a bigger deal? Yeah, exactly. That's the only thing I would say. If you're going to have Hockey Day in America, I want to fucking I want to know people in like Hawaii hear about this shit. Like you got to you got to really promote it, uh, especially if you're wanting to get viewers in states like Georgia and Alabama and, you know, Mississippi, whatever's west of here, probably in the south uh, are not too. They just they don't know about hockey like that. I mean, it's way more popular up north. Um, so just do a better job of promoting it and then maybe it'll work out better. But no, fuck both teams that are playing. I don't I have, I have no <laughs> desire to see any of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, just like Dakota saying, absolutely. You got to do something more, you know, hockey day in America. That's awesome. Cool for us. Hockey fans are like, oh, yeah, right on. But for everybody else, they're like, um, okay, you know, especially, you know, those states like Georgia, Hawaii, you know, those states that really aren't going to, they don't, they don't have a connection to hockey, um, per se. I mean, you got the NFL going over to London and playing a game over in London every year. Why can't, why can't we just, you know, send two teams over to Hawaii and play in a, you know, an arena over there? Yeah, better than fucking Prague, I'll tell you that much. Exactly. Why? You know, like, I get it. I get why we're going to Prague. Why? Oh, they like hockey over there. I understand yeah. that. But, you know, why not Why not get these other states involved? I, I know I know. there's a few people in Hawaii that would be like, oh, you know what? An NHL game. You sell the tickets, the tickets for a little cheaper. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure people would absolutely go to see these players play live. Well, I mean, exactly. when you when you when you bring up Hawaii or something like that, that kind of reminds me of what the NFL used to do with their All Star Game, um, where that was like pretty much in Hawaii every year, the and it was Bowl. almost the reason why people would show up to the damn Pro Bowl was because you got that Hawaii vacation basically while yeah, you were exactly. there. Um, do you think maybe doing something like that and moving the All Star Game to different states instead of just doing it at a, a normal home arena, maybe doing something kind of cool like that or? doing like an outdoor game in Hawaii or something. I mean, they can turn a baseball park into a fucking ice rink in Texas. I'm sure they could figure it out in Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. It's like you just, you need to do more exhibition type shit like that to gain awareness, uh, awareness of the sport you're trying to promote. Like it's all well and good to just go tour around and like say, Hey, let's bring the two best teams to a stadium in the South. Or it doesn't have to be that. That's basically a Stanley cup. Uh, just like fucking pull an exhibition game, you know? Like, Christ, Hockey Night in Canada is once a week, I'm pretty sure. You know, we only get one day. Yeah, I mean, that's more of what I think the problem is, is that you're not like, okay, the XFL, they just came out. They've been on primary prime TV, like ABC and Fox, all weekend long. It's, what, every few months we get a game on normal NBC? Yeah. Um, I by will the say way, NBCSN fucking sucks to watch sports <laughs> on. Yeah. Um. I will say at least they're giving us 10 hours of hockey. Um, there's going to be three games on TV. Uh, it is kind of like there's going to be I'm, – I'm assuming what they're going to do is do an early game on NBC, and then the two later games will be on NB, uh, NBCSN. So I'm assuming you're going to get Pittsburgh versus Detroit on NBC. Um, and then – yeah, okay, so that's an actual schedule. It's Pittsburgh versus Detroit and then the Rangers at Boston. 
um, on NBC, and then it's switching over to NBC uh, SN for St. Louis versus Nashville. Well, you get to see three teams get absolutely destroyed for the price of one. Congrats. So I don't think the uh, Red Wings are going to pull out much. Uh, sorry, Keegan, I just don't see the Rangers doing much either. And then Nashville. <laughs> oh, fuck, man, that's St. Louis. You're not going to win. It's, it is like... I know that they book these things out very, like very far in advance because of the way they sell TV rights um, to the home state, right? But like when you look around the league, these are the, there's got to be better games that you could put on. I, I don't know. I, I'll need to look at that. I guess the full schedule for February the 16th. But are, like, were these the best games available at your midpoint in the season? Like, they need to find a way that they can shift some things if they're going to be doing a big hockey day in America. Yeah, if you're um, going to do a big to... hockey day, bring back, like, a rivalry or something. I, I mean, they're at least giving us Boston versus, you know, the Rangers, which I would consider an original, you know, original six yeah. rivalry. Yeah. But... I guess that's fair. I mean, honestly, on Sunday, you don't you don't have much good. Uh, I no. mean, you got the Blackhawks, Jets, Maple Leafs, Sabres, the Blues and the Predators. That's already on there. You know, the Blue Jackets, Devils, I would I would enjoy watching that. Um, Senators, Stars, Ducks, Canucks, Oilers, Hurricanes. I mean, honestly, I think we're getting it. Well, besides the Red Wings, I mean, <laughs> two out of three games ain't bad. I mean, that's that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah, I when you, it's just you you know you you're making the schedule like in the NFL offices. I think you could probably try to book your top teams there. Um, you know, maybe look around the league at the teams that made big waves in the playoffs last year that you know you're going to get that you know are going to be good. Like for instance, you could have done like the Islanders versus the Hurricanes. Like try to schedule that to me scheduled this day. Like you know, with some teams, don't make them all original six teams or whatever, um, or the American original six, I should say. But you know, try to get some different teams in there, smaller market teams like the Hurricanes or you know really big playoff contenders and make it a big deal where the games are more must see. Because honestly, I'll probably watch the Rangers game. Um, but outside of that, you know, I, and that's if it's not at the same time the Devils are playing. Uh, outside of that, I don't really plan on watching any of this stuff. I mean, I would go for I would go for a rivalry night, if anything, you know, like really, really work and make like a set like a certain day, you know, mid mid card and be like, all right, let's do these TBDs. And then set it off. But then you're going to run into the issue is, oh, how is that going to look for the standings? You know, is that going to screw over teams that could be winning their, you know, their conference or what have you? That's a bunch of that's a bunch of things. What you need to do is you need to get two defunct teams. You could get the California Golden Seals and you could get the Atlanta Thrashers and just put them together. And just it, it doesn't even need to be actual players. Just get people from the crowds to put on Thrashers and Golden Seal jerseys. I just want to see that happen. <laughs> Fuck, make it more interactive. Because I know my ass would be there. I'd be fucking six beers deep on the ice trying to do stuff. So going back to this exhibition game. uh... (laughs) I heard Keegan's the hardest working player in his basement. Fucking throw a Golden Seals jersey on. We got you. No shit. Here I am in Hawaii. (laughs) Six beers deep on the ice. (laughs) I'm just surprised there was not more backlash on the defunct teams that was chosen uh, with you being such a Whalers fan. I figured you know, 
<laughs> we we get our time, all right? The yeah. Hurricanes, as much as I dislike them and they shouldn't be wearing that logo, the, the Whalers <laughs> come back every year. And I, you know, as much as I'm going to sit here and I hate it and I hate it and I hate it, as soon as I see those Whalers jerseys come out on the ice, I'm like, well, one night ain't too bad. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, every night's whaler night for me, but God damn it, I we get our time. You know, the Atlanta Thrashers, they don't get theirs. No, oh, fucking Winnipeg doesn't put on damn Thrasher jerseys for throwback night. Bunch I mean, of dicks. And, sh- and they shouldn't, because the Thrashers jerseys were trash. <laughs> Come on now. That's no, more, I, I, can't, I can't knock them. It's a nostalgia thing for me. I, I, no, they were I mean, beautiful. At least the- the bluer, the blue ones were a little better, but that blue and the dark red, I mean, they just, to me, the Thrashers had, like, one of the weakest-looking jerseys. It was an early all. 2000s decision, my friend, all right? These were extreme <laughs> times. No excuse. I'd be glad it wasn't the fucking, like, Canucks alternate one that looks like a damn Judas Priest album. <laughs> <laughs> or that shitty Boston. I know that people like that jersey, but I hate it, that Boston jersey that looks like you're playing 1920s football with a giant B on the front of it. <laughs> you know, honestly, at least take your helmets off. <laughs> I I love that old school, that black Canuck with the skate going across. I love that look, but that's the one I'm talking about. It looks like a I don't know. I don't know how you hate it. That is that is beautiful. I don't know. I I, I just pulled Golden Seals out of my ass because I was like, fuck, I don't even know what the Golden Seals jersey look like. I think it's like turquoise with a with a thing going down it that says Golden Seals. But, you know, just like, I mean, have like a heritage thing. If Bufflin's still playing, fucking put him in a Thrasher's jersey, you know? <laughs> so I don't think that Bufflin will be uh, skating Winnipeg at any point. There. Yeah, <laughs> no, he went out for smokes and uh, it's it's been a minute. Not to uh, not to pull us too off topic here, but thinking of terrible jerseys, who's getting a Seattle? Who's getting a Seattle jersey? Because I know I am. I don't care what the team name is, be it the Sockeyes to the, or the Kraken, I'm getting a jersey. If it's the Kraken, yeah, I'll fucking, because you know that jersey's going to be dope as shit, because the people that are designing it are high as fuck. Uh, <laughs> so I'll for sure get one, and depending on who they draft, if they draft one of my favorite players, because I have a feeling... Oh, I have a feeling one of my favorite flyers is not going to be safe. <laughs> you know, uh, I I would love to see them do those jerseys right, especially if they are the Kraken. Yeah. Uh, there was a an old, uh, you know, B-League team over in Spain that one of their jerseys had giant tentacle arms coming over and attacking the shirt. Colors? Uh, I think they're focusing on, like, green, like that bright green and yeah. the dark blue, kind of like the Seahawks. Yeah. That's what everyone's Seattle. really posting out. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's the second the fucking Seattle, if they if they go with Kraken, set foot into any other jersey, there's going to be that one drunk fan. It's like, look, it's the ass Krakens. And I cannot <laughs> wait for that. I, I, will, I will honestly tell you, I hate the name Krakens. I'm excited to see Seattle get a team. But, god damn it, I just hope they do it right. I hope we don't get some, like, generic, like, Fucking somebody Seattle's made this totems. team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they uh, they have, like, the really shitty, like, Madden logos. Yeah. You know what I'm it's talking like, about? It's just like, like NHL created team. <laughs> NHL <Like>, hits. <laughs> their picture still has the lettering from the stock company website they got it from. <laughs> yeah, Actually, man, they, you they know They need what? to embrace if their roots. Jer- <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. If the, you go ahead. You just finish. If the, 
<laughs> if they went full shitty with the jersey and just pulled like nineteen eight like early or late nineties clip art from like paint and put it on there, I would be in for that because that's like you're making a dis- conscious decision to do that at that point. I dig it. I, I want Clippy. They should be. Uh, they should have Clippy as the mascot. Anytime I, anyone's <laughs> trying to do anything, be like, "Hey, I see you're trying to do that. Do you need any help?" I hope their first one of jerseys are all like, you know, like repro where they just pulled the logo off the old jersey and slapped the new one on. And it's like, oh, my God, you could you could see where the colors are different from the old logo. <laughs> I kind of I kind of I, I wish that they were the reason I asked about their colors is like a crack and just sounds like it's something that needs to be like black and purple. OK, I will 100 percent disagree with you. Uh, we're not the Kraken's not fighting cancer. OK. <laughs> hey man what color purple are you thinking about i'm talking like dark like grimacing like fucking midnight purple man i could see yeah. like a dark red and like a dark gray like i could yeah totally but it's gotta go that. with that green yeah it'll go with that green too and have the eye be that bright green i would think like yellow i just think they should <laughs> embrace their uh embrace the culture that is seattle their people i think they should be the seattle blunts <laughs> they should just have a, blunt, a giant blunt on their thing. And then Snoop Dogg can be the general manager of the team since, you know, he's already in NHL 20. So, fuck it. Give him an actual job. I mean, Guarantee you that would be the most entertaining hockey game you will ever go to. So when they added Snoop Dogg into the game, I didn't. I always play with the sound off, and I just kept seeing the thing where he would pop up on screen. <laughs> so I, I thought they had, like, added ads to the game. I'm like, what the hell is Snoop Dogg doing on the game? And then, like, I finally played one with the sound on. I was like, oh, he actually, like, comes in and does commentating. And it's yeah, terrible. For an entire period, and it's, yeah, it's not, it's not wonderful. Comp- like, honestly, Snoop Dogg made me hate Ray Ferraro less. <laughs> and that's tough. <laughs> um, so yeah, I maybe they should get Snoop Dogg to be their spokesperson. Exactly, man. Just can you imagine Seattle Snoop Dogs? <laughs> yeah, just can you imagine the fucking merch, man? That'd be nuts. I mean, could you imagine uh, the, the first jersey Seattle Keegan blunt, purchases? Is, uh, the first jersey Keegan purchases of Seattle's is probably just going to be a Lundqvist jersey. When they don't protect him, shut It'll up. It'll be sad. Don't make me leave this podcast on a bad note. Come on now. <laughs> hey, you'll, you at least you'll have a player there you could root for, you know? I mean, true. I don't know. Maybe Taylor Hall will go there. <laughs> maybe. Because he sure as hell didn't sign with the Devils. <laughs> I highly doubt it, though. I doubt Taylor Hall. Wherever Taylor Hall goes is where he wants. It will be where he wants to to go. At this point, I'm assuming somewhere like Calgary. God bless him. Well, that Calgary. Alrighty, so I think we've gotten through all the notes. Do you guys? Uh, I think Dakota, you had a hall of fucking awesome nominees oh, yes. to yes. talk about. So yes. I'll let you run through that. Excellent. Yes, I have both a Hall of Fucking Awesome and player highlight today, and we are doing it on the owner of probably the greatest fast food chain in the greater Chicago Aurora metropolitan area, and that is Mr. Stan Makita. So real quick going through this, um, Stan Makita is probably one of the greatest players of the 60s. Uh, 
I would I would firmly say that he's uh, played his entire career with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, he was born in in the what was then Czechoslovakia, but is uh, now just the Slovak Republic. Uh, he had an aunt and uncle take him out of there, moved him to Canada, didn't know shit about hockey, started playing it as a kid, and was just fucking incredible at it. Um, this guy led a sh- very shitty Chicago Blackhawks team to a Stanley Cup. Uh, fun fact, too, and also this is one two huge things that he contributed to the game. He was one of the first players to wear uh, a sort of modern-style helmet because he took a slap shot that tore off part of his ear. But don't worry about that because they went right back and stitched that shit back on. So <laughs> he, uh, he kept his ear and... Uh, also, I and I watched a couple documentaries on this on this guy. So uh, he was talking. He was coming through the uh, door to get on the ice, and a stick got caught in the door, and someone closed it on it. So it cracked his stick or his uh, his blade a little bit. Um, and he didn't want to go walk all the way back down to the to the equipment locker to get another one. So he tried it out on the ice and found he can control stuff better. He could take better slap shots before it finally broke. So he spent like the next three weeks like trying to like bend the wood around to a curve thing. And uh, apparently Bobby Hole saw him using it and he wanted one too. Uh, so without him, curved sticks probably wouldn't be as, uh, uh, I mean, uh, maybe they would have been found later on. I'm sure someone would have stumbled upon it, but he was the first to uh, really use the curved stick in a NHL game, uh, which was great for players, but apparently the goalies hated it. Because it was it was too hard to stop those. Uh, so I thought it was really cool. I also found this documentary that he did. Uh, it was called Twenty Four Hours in Czechoslovakia. Uh, to, it was just like a Canadian public transportation video where he just goes over there and hangs out with the people. He's out there playing on the ice with them. Just it was really cool to see. It was like an actual documentary of him just kind of getting back to his own roots. Cause he left there when he was eight, so he didn't have too much of a memory of it. Uh, Definitely great player. Started out as a huge gritty player, just like fucking, just like beating up people uh, for the first part of his career. He was a very heavily penalized player. Uh, and then I guess after his five-year-old asked him why he always sits by himself, he decided to uh, turn it around and remains the only player to win a, hang on, let me pull this up. It was a Art Ross uh, trophy, a Oh, uh, where is it? You know, the Hart Trophy and also a Lady Bing Trophy for most gen- uh, gentlemanly player. So he won. He did all three of those two years in a row and remains the only NHL player to ever do so. Uh, of course, we all if you've all seen Wayne's World, you know that uh, Stan Mikita's donut shop. It's not a real thing. I mean, it was it's a movie thing. <laughs> uh, it's supposed to parody Tim Hortons, but uh, I always thought it was cool as shit. Uh, if I ever do get a Chicago Blackhawks jersey, it'll probably be a Stan Makita jersey. Uh, he has since passed away, uh, passed away in 2018 at the age of 78. Um, just huge, huge contributor to the game. I know he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, well-deserved, and he will now be in the Hall of Fucking Awesome. So, you guys Bobby. agree with that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I think it's well-deserved, obviously. I think you, you broke down kind of his career yeah, um, very, very well there, so I don't have a whole lot to add to that. But I will say, uh, you know, him and Bobby Hull on the same team, 
those curved sticks there's a reason why they ended up regulating that to like a half inch like I, we were kind of talking about this uh after the all-star game um where we were talking about you know it was registered that like bobby hole was whipping pucks at like 118 miles an hour during this time period and i would assume some of that was due to the wicked curve <laughs> that they yeah actually like in those documentaries stick. you could see the curve and it's just it's like like think of ovechkin's curve how it's weird but his was like just fucking on a whole nother level it was like all the way around the stick almost it was it was a wicked curve so i imagine that had a lot to do with it but yeah those two were unstoppable on that team and uh if you for the new listeners, if you go back and check out, we have a whole series on uh, on the Summit Series, um, which was Canada, uh, Canada versus uh, Russia. Actually, have a whole series on Canada versus Russia um, in general as a rivalry. But he was on part of that team. He only played two games because he was injured. But that kind of, you know, shows you how well respected he was around the league to be named for that team, uh, along with, you know, like Gordie Howe. And, and some of the other players that were named to be part of that roster for the, uh, I believe it was the... Is it the 72 Summit Series? 72, yeah. Because yeah. it also had the original Phil the Thrill, Phil Esposito, who, uh, who was in a lot of the documentaries just talking about what a great player and what a great person uh, Stan Mikita was. So absolutely well-deserved, Hall of Fucking Awesome, yay or nay, I say yay. Yay. Absolutely. You're not going to get any argument from me on that one. I'm going to say yay. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I do want to cover Tim Horton at one, sp- one point, because I know he had a relatively short career and he passed away early, but uh, I mean, Christ, his name is on every hockey rink you'll ever see. Tim Horton's, especially up northern areas, uh, just huge reaching person. And not even because of his hockey, just because he happened to co-found a restaurant called Tim Horton's that is now one of the most popular gas station. It, it's kind of like a Wawa, I would I would I would put it uh, while I was pretty close comparison what? to that. I would say so because I've had both Tim Hortons and I've had both. What? Had both. Tim it's a place where you get gas and you can also get really good food. Wawa is of the same you, thing. Where are you getting gas at a Tim Hortons, man? It's a it's a Canadian Dunkin' Donuts. Tim Hortons is like a gas station type thing. I've, I've it, never been, been to a gas, gas station, Tim Hortons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're really i, I cannot I, I confirm lived in upstate new york. or deny i can't confirm or deny because i think i've only been to a tim hortons once and my experience with the tim hortons was that the way the particular one i went to was in i think outside of buffalo and it was literally just like a dunkin donuts essentially or what, yeah, I, mean, what, yeah, what like, I would think of a dunkin donuts yes I, right I'm here fuel stations part of tim hortons aggressive growth plans this we've <laughs> yes and this is from 2013 so yeah, I, it was. Uh, there, I guess there were more popular where I was, which is upstate New York. That uh, Lake Erie area is where oh, they're most Canada popular. Oh, Canada Lights area. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, here in America, it was mostly <laughs> just uh, a standalone franchise. I mean, there's there's five buildings in my state that used to be Tim Hortons, or in my city that used to be Tim Hortons, and they were all standalone coffee spots. But I mean. Regardless of the fact that you know you you lived in Canada late, um, yeah, absolutely. I you know that guy the guy's everywhere. That name is everywhere. I mean, for, yeah, for fuck's sake, you got guys going. They're like, hey, we got to get our kids in some Timbits hockey, you know, like yeah. You, you have NHL players that open up where they're from and what their favorite Tim Hortons donut is. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you know, part of the reason that Tim Hortons exist points to a major problem during that time period in the NHL, which is they just weren't 
fucking paying players. Yeah. Like not paying them anywhere near what they should be paying. So you end up with these, which I mean, it worked out for Tim Horton, but like you end up with these other weird situations like Gordy Howell. Um, they just didn't want to pay him what he was worth or couldn't pay him what he's worth. So they gave him like, I think they gave him like a bunch of little Caesars franchises as part of one of his contract <laughs> deals. There's some really weird stuff that we should probably get into <laughs> around some of those contracts in the, uh, uh, the 50s and 60s. I mean, well, that will be a future be show fair. for sure. Would, would you would you decline a bunch of Little Caesars franchises? <laughs> I mean, I might. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd rather take like a Domino's or a Pizza Hut. <laughs> you're a terrible person. I, I know. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> when you're the best player in hockey, I mean, you may oh. just want to actually get paid, not in Little I Caesars mean, franchises. Money, bro. <laughs> I would sit there and be like, well, all right, so I can make money with pizza. I can eat free pizza. And I get paid to play hockey. Like, I Phil mean, Kessel yeah. would take that deal. We all know Phil Kessel would take that meal. <laughs> I think Phil Kessel would accept being paid in an actual replica of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, complete with like a <laughs> lifetime supply of Oscar Mayer hot dogs. Because you know he would roll up to games in that shit. <laughs> now I'm just I, back to thinking about that creepy ass room he had. I could just imagine like one dude in there and they're like, well, Hockey times are rough, but I did get a CC's pizza, so I, I got a pizza buffet CeCe's, waiting for come me. On, man. <laughs> not even that good. It's a it's, pizza buffet. It doesn't have little, to be it's, good. It's Little Caesars, not CC's. No, no, no. I, want, I want CC's as a pizza thing too. Well, yeah, I know, but that's not what he was paid it. He was uh, paid. In no, I'm saying. No, I'm saying this yeah. is a new thing, bro. You know, when when the when the economy crashes and they can't pay players anymore, guys could be like, "Well, they gave me a CC's pizza, so I got a pizza buffet waiting for me." These are the actual like talks that happen in the NHLPA, like <laughs> meetings. It's just Phil Kessel saying, "I want a pizza buffet and nothing else." <laughs> well, listen, hey, I'll uh, we'll we'll free up some cap space if you just give me a CC's pizza buffet after every game. You don't gotta pay me for the year. <laughs> That's like Toronto still does weird stuff like that because they're always under the gun for their cap. So they'll be like, "Yeah, but if you like you sign here, we may not get your own used car dealership. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you like sponsorship deals with Bell Tire." And you're like, "The fuck? How is this allowed?" <laughs> if the Devils tried that shit, they would lose a draft pick and be fined like five hundred thousand dollars for the next twenty years. Devil's find after it's found out P.K. Subban was promised a sponsorship by O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> <laughs> it's just P.K. Just, oh, oh, O'Reilly. <laughs> it's just P.K. Subban walking in there, picking up something and paying for it and just leaving. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. What did you get, P.K.? I got a license plate frame. It says New Jersey Devils on it. <laughs> I got this new fancy product called Mind Your Own Business. Can you see me under this big hat? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I got to go map out the Louisiana purchase after this. (laughs) I'm hunting buffalo later. (laughs) I I wish you would fucking map up playing better. That would be (laughs) start there. Come on now. Navigate yourself to a better season. Come on, (laughs) man. (laughs) Hey, man, I I feel like I have to bust on him a little bit after the performance he has given me this year. Yeah, Devils haven't really worked out the way you wanted them to. It's understandable. 
I, I don't think it's a good fit for PK. Like I was really excited to see him go that way, but I don't know. I just, he's not meshing well. And I mean, the entire team isn't meshing well with the ice, but still like, ugh, it hurts. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been rough. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. The devil's defense in general has been rough. Uh, yeah, but I, I get players association make next meeting. Definitely, they need to get contract talks around figuring out how to get pizza franchises, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that is all for us today. Uh, I'm going to let everyone say goodbye to the good people, but at first, you can hit me at Chris R. Patton on Twitter. Make sure you look us up on Spotify, uh, iTunes, anywhere you get your, your podcast from, we should be. Um, and I think that Keegan's going to Maybe start doing some video here in a bit, and we should have a website coming soon. I'll let you guys talk more about that, but uh, I'll shoot it over to you, Dakota. Yes, you can find me at LaShock Dakota. I am on Twitter mostly, but not really because I don't really post anything because I'm not really a social media guy. But, you know, if you want to go ahead and give me a follow anyway, maybe I'll post a thing every now and again. And, yes, I am still currently working on the website. I just have 50 other things going on, so it's... uh, it will get up eventually, and uh, it'll be a great spot to come. And uh, we're going to be doing some video things. I have some work to do to make myself look more professional, uh, namely getting the Star Wars Black Series Boba Fett helmet to wear during recording because I'm deathly afraid of people seeing my face. Why? <laughs> You're just going to wear the Boba Fett helmet? Like, <laughs> yes. Are you going to talk underneath it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, it's I will. Got a big fire my microphone in there. The <laughs> it, look, it's either Boba Fett or Darth Vader. You got to choose one of the other. Either way, I'll have a microphone in there. You will be able to hear me. This is the way, I guess. <laughs> this is the way. Different Mandalorian, but we'll, we'll, we'll take it. Uh, well, All right, Keegan. I guess uh, send, you know, send the good people off. Unlike my anti-social social media co-star there. Uh, <laughs> I am on uh, the Twitter there. I'm always posting morely, uh, more about AHL, uh, the National Women's Hockey League, and a lot of the minor league stuff. But I definitely throw some NHL in there, and uh, feel free to talk to me. I have no friends anyway. But you can catch me there, Lolo underscore Keegan. You can catch me on the Xbox with Lolo space Keegan. Um, I'd give you my phone number, but you haven't even bought me dinner yet. Uh, I'm working on the video. We're going to start getting those up onto YouTube there. You know, add a little bit of fun, add a little bit of flair. And who knows, maybe we'll get our faces here and there. Um, yeah, you know, thank you guys for joining us. I, I I had a great time today. What about you guys? Oh, yeah. Just a incredible just a, time. Just a real romp, I'll tell you. Okay, <laughs> please don't ever use that word again. Romp, uh, not romper. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to start wearing male rompers if we're going to do the video. And Just I, being I a male romper so. with a Darth Vader helmet. Why'd you guys get demonetized? He <laughs> was wearing a romper. People are going to tune in and immediately turn it off thinking it's some kind of weird sex thing. <laughs> Alright, that's all from us. Thank you guys for listening. Peace out and let the Geek Vibes be with you. Oh.